Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. and shine football fans welcome to morning footy hope you had a fantastic weekend we got the ogs back at yeah. the desk nico cantor charlie davy re returns we've got alexis guerreros ali trost martin here for some headlines chuck welcome back we Thank missed you yeah. i how missed was, you guys okay first of all how was disney world <laughs> disney was incredible halloween disney uh I mean, I mean, a lot of the kids, are, our kids rode new rides, so that was cool, uh -huh. doing Tower they, they Tower. They were finally Halloween. this tall to ride. Yeah, <laughs> and then the trick-or-treating around the park, uh, it, was, it was incredible. Oh, man. And 52 miles we logged walking. That's a lot. In four days. It's a lot of steps. I need treatment. Disney, Wild. Disney I need do some it to you, though. You don't even realize it, though. It's like they pump like happiness into the air, 100%. and you just are completely oblivious to the fact that you are hoofing it. All over the place. Um, but More like hoffing it. Hoffing it. Get huh? it? Get it? I don't Good. get it. Hall of Fame. H -O -F. Oh, oh, nice. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How Buddy, was come the on. weekend? Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Boston College. Look at you. Yeah. It, um, it was very emotional. Yeah. Uh, to, also, to have my family there. And I could see how excited my kids were. And to see them uh, so happy. And, and, you know, they, they almost were like in awe and that was that meant a lot to me um and and then on the the football game day i saw a lot of kids because it was reunion my 15 year reunion uh which is crazy too to think about that but um to give credit to my family my, my parents my brother um and then nina just we met at boston college so uh, wow. it was it was pretty special that is awesome that's awesome do your kids understand your career like, had they kind of grasped that, that dad was sort of a big deal? <laughs> I think point? so. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, seeing my brother and, and having that dialogue between of like, what was dad like when you were younger? Who was better? Uh, that was. Who was, was better? My brother was naturally gifted. But he just didn't have the work ethic I had. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so sibling rivalry continues. So right. I, I tell the boys early, I'm like, it's all about work ethic. You could be as gifted as anyone, but that doesn't get you to the top. So That's good um, message, good yeah. parenting. Yeah, man, Hall of Famer, Beautiful. Hall of Fame dad. He does it all. We're so proud of you. No, thank you. And it's you. great to have you back. At the it's desk. great to be we back. Missed you. I missed some birthdays. Oh man. Yeah, it was fun. I missed was, you guys. It, it was, was fun. Really fun. It was A really lot fun. of cake. <laughs> A lot of cake. A lot of carbs. Um, yeah. 
so I we have the the new king of Canada. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I've been crowned. He's, he's on the money. He's like he's literally not, they replaced the queen and they put a lot of money. You are quite the big deal. I mean, they uh, literally rolled out the red carpet for you. You went to the Canadian Premier League grand final. Yes. And Forge FC wins in dramatic fashion. Yeah. And you were like literally the guest of honor. It was it was incredible. First of all, we are beloved in Canada. Well, the four of us got to go to Canada together. <laughs> Honestly, I'm don't down. think we pay for a drink the entire time. Uh, it was incredible, the reception that we've gotten, whether it was fans, you know, team executives, team owners, wow. the league commissioner, everyone just talking about how, just how happy and how excited they are that we've talked about their league. Uh, there's some issues as to whether how much coverage they get on the, uh, in their country. So to see this gives them, I think they feel a little bit of extra validity. Uh, and what an incredible match. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. The stadium is beautiful. Uh, all three goals were all like worldies. They were all scored in extra time. The game was won on an Olympico. I mean, this, this is, is incredible. Oh, this I is mean, so good. He sent this to the group chat yesterday, and this video is outrageous. I mean, that's Tristan Borges lining up. This is in the 111th minute. Of uh, it's in extra time and what this. a goal and just look at his reaction that's a goal. <laughs> in front of the that's from the supporters section that's a golazo that is, a, is that you no that's not me oh. that is come on I have a nicer beard <laughs> <laughs> I have a nicer beard than that guy. Uh, <laughs> but that was in front of their own fans, in front of the battalion or whatever they're called. It was absolutely incredible. What a, cool. They got the fireworks in the incredible. background. He's got his arms out. He's got the Jude Bellingham right? celebration. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? What was the final score? 2-1? It was 2-1, which I called. Look at this. Mm -hmm. Shouts to Tristan Borges. Uh, absolutely incredible. The scenes were wild. That I mean, is awesome. It is. The, the trophy, the new trophy is incredible, by the way. It's beautiful. Um, I tried to pick it up. They wouldn't let me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's gutted for those guys for Cavalry, which, by the way, you weren't here. They sent us a massive box with gifts, like kits and all that. Yours is in the uh, dressing room. Uh, and I was like, well, we are all rooting for Forge because they sent us stuff. The media guy from Cavalry was like, we also were supposed to send you stuff, but the admin forgot. <laughs> so oh. they were, when they started getting the clip of us saying like how much we love oh, Forge, man. they were all very upset. And they're like, next Brutal. year we got you. So you we'll job. see if that happens. Hey, but and, respect to the, the league. I yeah. Mean, it's hey, it's on Alexa, the way up. Uh, Alexis kind of knows. Alexis, Alexis does kind of know. Knows. I know. He does know. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta pay more attention. Uh, no, that's really cool. I'm so glad you it went was and awesome. had that experience. That's Just awesome. all the fans over there. You guys, it was awesome. Amazing. Uh, Let's talk some football, shall oh, we? Yeah. There were some big, big matches this weekend, um, including the latest installment of El Clasico, Barcelona taking on Real Madrid. Um, but this is the first time we're seeing Jude Bellingham do his thing in an El Clasico, and uh, boy, there were some late-game dramatics in this one. It's a, it's a poor, poor clearance there from Alaba, trying to use his, his left foot there across his goal, and, and they get punished, but look at this screamer Oof. from Jude Bellingham. And there's been a lot of, Jude Bellingham gets all these easy tapping goals, late runs into the box, not that one. No. Nope. He absolutely put Madrid on his back in El Clasico. Give the man his flowers. He's 20 years old, playing at the highest level. He's oh. him. He's him. He is absolutely sensational. And Nico keeps saying it. We're running out of adjectives to, and superlatives to use when we describe the season that he's having. But take a look at this. 13 goals in 13 matches, three assists. He's created 23 chances. I mean, this... It, he is arguably the best footballer in the world right now. He's the best in form. 
He's the hottest player in the world right now, and yeah. arguably one of the best in the world, too. I said it on Friday before the Clásico started that he it's not like he's playing lights out for 90 minutes. He might not have the sharpest of games. I don't think El Clásico was one of his sharpest games, but he knows where to be at the right time, and he can flip a switch, and he himself get Madrid back into a game. Barcelona played a really good 65 minutes, they a did. great hour of football in which they were the controlling team, they were the imposing team. Ancelotti tinkered and was able to advance lines, but the comeback doesn't happen if Jude Bellingham himself doesn't pick up doesn't pick up a, a, a broken play, a header that's that's headed away from Gavi, and almost on a standstill, just all right. Let me do this myself. Boom, and then all the dominoes start to fall. Yeah. So it's it's almost like a little bit out of context. He's able, he himself is able to get his team and back into the game, and then when everybody thought that it was all heading towards towards a draw. He appears. He knows where to be. He has this certain... I love the word in Spanish. It doesn't apply in English, but I'm, I'm going to translate so okay. you guys understand. In Spanish, we say olfato, which is sense of smell. He has this sense of smell. When there's blood on the water, he feels it. He has this, this, this feeling yeah, this is that at 20 years old, it is, it is very difficult to have. It's like a striker yeah. in the box who has a nose for the goal. He's Just a truffle exactly. pig. You know? <laughs> He's a match winner. And that's the that's why you pay a hundred million dollars mm -hmm. for a player like this because even on an off day mm. for him, he can pop up and score a screamer like that and get the winner. Not only that, and he's always pushing for he's pushing for greatness. You don't feel that he's satisfied at all with this start. Uh huh. And that's what is so impressive and inspiring from such a young player to come into a club like that, knowing how heavy that badge is in the history of the club, to say. I'm not done here. I'm just getting started. That's what I'm talking about. It's incredible. I mean, 20 years old. To put in context, within the league, he's got 10 matches with 10 goals across all competitions, 13 and 13. Previous season, eight goals in 31 matches. Previous season, three goals. And then before that, you're an absolute teenager. But to put it in context, I mean, this guy shows up 20 years old, and you think, what's he going to do? He's In 10 matches, he's shown you he could take – he could take the, 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 the game by the match by the scruff of its neck. He could put his team on his back. And then in probably the biggest game he's had so far, a, you know, a massive classical. I, I know it's not in Camp Nou, but still, scores a screamer with nice a little bit. Too. You give him any space. I know, it's huge. You give him any space. And Ilkay Gundogan came out and said, why isn't there more anger in this locker room? Yeah, That's not like even your captain. Everyone just kind of sitting there. Mm -hmm. That's not even your captain. Ter Stegen's your captain. Ilkay Gundogan is the one who has to say this? Right, but a man who's coming from... A team with a, a mentality that, that just won a treble, yeah. treble, and but it's like season after season they've kept this excellent consistency of being the best team in the world. For him to come into a Barcelona team where it's a lot of youngsters, where they've made an emphasis on bringing guys out of La Masia, for them to, for this to be a lot of their first Clásicos and kind of just towards the 90th minute. It felt like everyone felt that it was destined for a, a draw. Even the Barcelona players, when it was not good enough, we've been, we've been graced with so many Clásicos of the highest quality. It did feel a little bit vanilla. The, the entire game as a whole usually had a, a, a Ronaldo to kind of just write, to rewrite the script in the moment. Um, Messi, Sergio Ramos to ruffle people's feathers. Mm -hmm. 
it, it felt a little bit of vanilla. And, Go back and to Ronaldinho, Jude, too. Right. You know, like. Jude Bellingham put the cherry on top. There's no villain, it seems. Jude has become I mean, for Barca. No, it's just, mm. it's just scary, though. The guy is scoring game winners in Champions League. He's scoring braces in, in El Clasico. Yep. Like, the ceiling for this guy just seemingly just keeps Baby getting go. higher and higher and higher. Hey, win a final with Woo! an Olympico. It's pretty special what we're <laughs> witnessing right now. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. Ali Trost-Martin is going to be back with some headlines when we return. Stick around. We will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back to morning footy. Thanks for starting your week with us. Um, let's send it over to Allie for some headlines. Hello, Allie. Great to see you. Let's get to the headlines. And we start in Spain, where former Spanish Football Federation president Luis Rubiales has been banned by FIFA for three years from all football-related activities for his actions after the Women's World Cup final. Rubiales gave veteran striker Jenny Hermoso an unsolicited kiss during the medal ceremony after Spain's World Cup final win over England, sparking widespread condemnation that ultimately resulted in Rubiales stepping down as Spanish Federation president. And in France, the Lyon-Marseille-Ligun match was postponed after the Lyon team bus was attacked on the on the way to the stadium, projectiles were thrown at the bus, which resulted in Lyon manager Fabio Grasso suffering cuts from falling glass and assistant coach Rafael Longo suffering injuries as well. Buses carrying Lyon supporters to Marseille's stadium were also attacked by projectiles. Ligon officials have yet to determine when the match will be rescheduled. In England, Colombian striker Luis Diaz set out of Liverpool's 3-0 win over Nottingham Forest on Sunday, awaiting an update on his father, who was kidnapped on Saturday in Colombia. Gunmen kidnapped both of Diaz's parents from their hometown of Barranca, uh, Barrancas, Colombia, while his mother was rescued unharmed. His father is still missing, with the Colombian National Police and military mobilized in the search. And staying in the Netherlands, Ajax has formally announced the hiring of Jean van Schip as the new manager of the rest of the season. The Dutch Canadian who played for Ajax steps in as the replacement for Marie Stein, who was fired after just three months in charge. Von Schip takes over a team that has dropped to last place in the Eredivisie after a 5-2 loss to PSV on Saturday. Ajax is currently winless in 10 matches across all competitions, including four consecutive losses. In women's soccer news, Mia Fischel and Jaden Shaw scored their first international goals to help the U.S. women's national team roll to a 3-0 win over Colombia last night in San Diego. Lindsay Horan provided the other goal for the Americans, who rebounded from a disappointing 0-0 draw against the Colombians last Thursday with their most impressive showing in months. 
The U.S. outshot Columbia 20-3, and goalkeeper Casey Murphy made two saves to record her 12th career shutout. Charlie, this is exciting, number one, because we got to see some of that youth on display for the U.S., but was that really all that was missing this whole time? Are you convinced that this team has found some of those goal-scoring options in players like Shaw and Fischl? I think when you look at how this team has been put together, it's moving on and you're introducing new faces. You're not held to a standard. I, I think Vlaco really didn't allow them to just be free. And, and you're seeing this freedom and this youth and exuberance in, in youth come into a team that needed to be refreshed. And now they're looking to try and play different ways, different styles. It's not very predictable and one dimensional. I think when you look at this group, it, it needed youth. It needed youth and it needed a, a fresh start. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Now you bring in a manager who sees from top to bottom how to get the youth to play this way, to come into a new team. I think that's what is going, you're, you're going to see a better U.S. women's national team for the future. In the Olympics, that's the goal, to have this team ready to go compete and, and win. But this is a top Colombian side. The U.S. women played them off the park. Well, you weren't here the last week when, after their, their first match with Colombia. Right, when none of that happened. <laughs> Literally none of it happened. It was a nil-nil draw. It was a, a, a hard game to watch, and I think there was a, a sense of frustration from everyone at this desk that it was just kind of more of the same, you know? And, and I know that there's still, you know, Twyla Kilgore's in charge. They're, they're still waiting to, to name a, a permanent head coach. But it was, it just felt very, I think the word we kept using was uninspired. Mm -hmm. um, and it just felt like more of the same, more of what we saw in the, in the World Cup under, under Vlatko. This injection of youth that we saw last night for you, I mean, was this, I guess like, is this kind of a, a quick fix or was this, were you encouraged by, was there enough growth, I guess, between like one friendly and, no, and the next, I, between... Thursday and Sunday. No, you got to keep it yeah. real. But in terms of a player like Jaden Shaw, who I saw from the very first time I watched her play with, with the San Diego, uh, I, I thought that she was some, a player that could really grow with the U.S. Women's National Team and make a difference, be an impact player for the future. She has a lot of qualities that you think in this environment this is what's going to help this group move forward. You need younger players to come into a team to have that competition, give them that experience. Mm -hmm. But this isn't a quick fix. Mm -hmm. This is something that you need a manager to come in and... Yeah, it's not so simple. Right. No, it's like, it, oh, we're going <laughs> to put in some young sure players and, and watch well, them cook. After the World Cup, Twilight Kilgore with this Columbia team, against Columbia in the first friendly, went with a very similar lineup. And in fact, to start the game, it was very similar. Like, Jaden Shaw got subbed on in the 89th minute in that first friendly against Colombia. Yeah. Why? What? Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. This like, is you're going to give her a debut in the 89th minute. If we want to shake things up, give her minimum 10 minutes. And, and it's a friendly. It was, there was Who hints cares? of that. This is where you're supposed to. Right. There were hints take, of that. Take risks and chances and give, and give opportunities. Yeah. And, and watching in them the play, friendly. it reminded me of my first international goal. And that, what that does for you, your confidence, what it does for the conference around the players mm -hmm. watching you play. But it gives you that foundation to say, okay, now I've done it. Now I want more. I'm going to keep pushing. So 
I, I think Jaden Shaw is one to keep a lookout for the future. Yeah, agreed. And me official. And me official, but for that matter, goals are good. As I, they I'm say. encouraged goals with what good. I've seen from some of the the, the youngsters. Keep it positive. Uh, we love it. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, uh, we are diving into some Audi MLS Cup playoffs. The first round kicked off this weekend. Uh, we're going to break it down after a quick timeout. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. First round of the MLS Cup playoffs kicked off this weekend. Here's a look at the results. Philadelphia Union with the 3-1 win over the New England Revolution. LAFC 5-2 over Vancouver. Uh, Cincinnati shut out the New York Red Bulls. And the Houston Dynamo get the 2-1 win over RSL. And late last night, supporting Kansas City on the road, the 4-1 win over St. Louis City, who were sitting in the number one seed in the West. We've got a couple of matches to look forward to today and on Wednesday. Let's dive into some of these results, shall we? Let's How do about it. Uh, Philadelphia? Let's okay. First of all, before we get into these highlights, hmm. so for the people that don't know, uh, there's a new playoff format in MLS, and it involves a three-game series in hmm. round one. So we had the wild card matches, and then we've got now a three-game series. So this is different than we have seen what we have seen in the past. So far, we've, we're one game into these. What are we, what are we making uh, of this? On top of it, there are no draws. No draws, yes. You go, go to penalties. Straight, straight to penalties. Straight to, penalties. No. straight to PKs. Yes. No extra time either. So, Rome, right. 90. So he, most of the home teams won their first game, aside from <laughs> the one you bet the on. The one I bet on, <laughs> aside from Sporting Kansas City going to St. Louis. It is and getting a, jinx, a guys. It if Sue's bets on your team, you're losing. So you have to think, you know, over the course of a, a three-game series, right, you, you have a chance to at least get a game at home. But if you, if you are able to win or get a result away, on the road in that first game, like, you are setting yourself up pretty oh, well. Oh, yeah. Here is an issue, though. For a team like Sporting Kansas City, they win their first match at St. Louis. Their next game at home at Children's Mercy Park isn't until next weekend. So that mm. is a week. If they win that game and make it onto the next round, there could be about 20 days in between games for them. Because of the international break. Because of break. the international And because break. they get to rest during the third yes, match the, day. Correct. To, Charlie, we, we spoke about it a little bit before the show started, and there was a, a situation in, was it 2021, 2021 with the New England Revolution? They won the Supporters' Shield, and because of the way the playoff setup was, they had a really long break. Like three weeks. Yeah. And it ended up it great. not weighing in their favor. I mean, is there a concern here that there is just <clears throat> too much time? It's, it's not an advantage now to be off for three weeks. I don't, I don't care what league you're in or what planet you're on. If you're getting the number one seed, I don't want to not play for three weeks. Now, you could say for some teams, okay, we're going to have some guys rested. It's been a long season. Maybe a week off a week. will do them well. Three weeks, you lose rhythm. You lose your sharpness. You lose some fitness. 
Now, you could schedule some games, but then all of a sudden you're, you're worried, oh, do we pick up some injuries scrimmaging a team in USL or scrimmaging a team that, that may, didn't make the playoffs? What, what, what's their level of, of effort? So uh, in the revolution standpoint, every single player will tell you that, that screwed us. Mm -hmm. That really put us off. And then that New York City FC playoff game, New York City FC goes on oh. to win <laughs> their first MLS Cup. Yes. And they, they beat them in penalties right. because the revs were not sharp. They yeah. were not match fit. And that was a big disadvantage. So I, I think you're penalizing the teams that do well mm -hmm. in, in that scenario. Now, to go into these playoffs, I, I, I just find it hard to grasp the fact that you can lose that first game 10-0. Let's say you lose 10-0. You're down 3-0, 4-0, or the, and your coach just says, you know what, we're pulling off our guys. We're going to give them the rest of the game off and try and get ready for the next one. Because it's draw, in four weeks. <laughs> and then you, dr you draw the next one, and you win in penalties. And let's say you draw the next game, and you win in penalties, and you go through. For me, that's hard to grasp. You don't even, you don't even need to be, have that much of an exaggerated example. The, the hyperbole doesn't even need to be included. Let's stick in reality. Sporting Kansas City beat St. Louis in St. Louis, which is an extraordinary feat. Mm -hmm. It should carry more weight going into the next games, but no, it counts as one. It counts for one unit. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's no extra for having beat one of the best teams in Major League Soccer at home at their house. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I want to give it the three games because at first I saw it and I was like, okay, this is fun. This is very American. I, I, I'm for it. But now that I'm thinking about the dynamic, not every goal matters. I don't know if a three-game series can produce the same drama that a home and away with aggregate or away goals yeah. can. Well, so. Su Susanna, you understand it better than, than most. And Nico, you will see it next year. We will have a completely different playoff format. <laughs> this is absolutely absolutely. I'm not kidding. I think I started working at MLS in 2016. I think the playoff format changed at least four times in that stretch. I feel I like there. you lose a little bit of legitimacy yeah, when was, a, it, that changes so much. And I think we joked at a little bit rate, about the Canadian Premier League format. But they already know who's hosting the final after the first match, and the other team has to fight their way Were through. Were they the preliminary final? Yeah, the preliminary I, final. I, 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 I love the home away. I love the, I <laughs> mm -hmm. love the home was, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, single game elimination the was the best. The complaint there was that the first leg was always just cagey, you know, like teams kind of sitting back, and then it would force the, the – we, Second leg was always we, fire. We, but we won both our first <laughs> okay. legs on the road. That's there all I'm going to say. Here's my idea for next year. Everyone gets in the playoffs, single game elimination. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> bad luck. You get a playoff spot. You get a playoff spot. Supporter Yo. shield against Wooden Spoon. If the first club has 48, why can't we? Um, all right, let's get to some highlights, yes. shall we? Let's start uh, with Cincinnati, the Supporter Shield winners, taking on the Red Bulls, who beat Charlotte in that wild card game to advance to the first round. Um, but this was Look all at that Cincinnati. angle. Oh, my God, uh, Barrial. He, he's just been an absolute menace down the left side for, for Cincinnati. He's, just, he's been really great this season. And Lucho Acosta, I mean, could you expect anything else from? No. Th this is the clear favorite for MVP. Um, and again, the goal mm. and this assist. And look at Barrial just cooking. <laughs> My goodness. He's having fun out Good there. Lord. It's the playoffs. Stop having so much fun. Can I shout out Don Baji, by the way, who put in a great shift involved in the attack? 
Love that. Love Don Baja. Give yep. him his flowers. All right, here we have oh uh, my Philadelphia, uh, New it. England. What is going on Jacob here? Jackson, this is a young 23-year-old goalkeeper, his first playoff series, and he just makes a massive mistake. This is on the road. You can't come out when you have defensive help there and give a penalty away, and that really, I mean, that really set oh. the tone for the game. Carlos Heel, yeah. your, your best player, he comes off injured. Mika Uwe there with, with the goal. And again, a, a foolish foul there. And then Nathan Harriel, he gets fouled. He scores a goal. You're down 3-0. They battle back in that second half. A, a, a commendable uh, second half performance from the Revs. But, mm. but if also you go down 3-0 yeah. in the first leg, and they're all on your mistakes. You gave the Union the game. I mean, what can you say? The shape was wrong. I think the, the union, as good as they are at home, they give you opportunities because they sit, usually they sit with three or four guys in the back. They attack with five. There's all this space in the midfield. Carlos Heel usually pulls Jose Martinez out of the space, and the, the Rebs typically do match up well against union because they control the midfield. In this game, you, go, you play this north-south game with the union, they, they beat you, mm -hmm. and, and you gave them the game in the first half. So it was really disappointing from, from the Rebs st standpoint, but uh, Gustavo Bo scores a goal in the second half. They were much better. You just hope that, hey, this th it's a three-leg series, right? Right. Win at home, and you set yourself up for that final game. That That's final all you game? can ask Are for. Are you going to go to that home game next year? Is <laughs> that how long it takes? It was a joke because of how long it is. Yeah. But it is a, it's in... It's in Ten days. Ten days. Which is yeah, crazy. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, and Maybe a reminder too that. Well, Philadelphia, uh, the runners-up last year in uh, the Audi MLS Cup final, but they they looked it, it was a little bit more of a return to form and what we've expected. And Jim Curtin had some interesting things to say after the match, saying, "Just a reminder, we're still a good team in case there were any doubters. So um, definitely a team a team you don't want to reckon with." Was in that the, morning footy shots? Like roll the tape. Could I be. I, I don't be. think. I don't think anyone thinks they're not contenders in the Eastern Conference. I don't mm. know. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, you let's move along. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about Let's me. get to some <laughs> highlights from the Western Conference. Uh, we'll start with LAFC hosting the Vancouver Whitecaps. And this I mean, is uh, Danny Buanga, your golden boot winner. Uh, can we talk about what a baller he is when he's on, when he's, when he's finishing? You, you got yourself a, a top, top player in mm -hmm. Major League Soccer. But Vancouver battled in this first they half. They did. But then the LAFC at home just pulled away. And look at this class. Hollingshead picks it up. Hollingshead with a brace. Buanga with a brace. You get a goal. You get a goal. It was going to be tough to try to win in this stadium. But all the, all the questions we had is which Denny Bowling is going to show up. And I think we saw who showed up. Yeah. Early season Denny Bowling. He's looking in form. No, it's a good, it's a good sign for LAFC, your, your reigning MLS Cup champions. All right, here is uh, Houston taking on RSL. Houston clinched oh. that fourth spot. And home field advantage is going to be huge for them because they are really, really good. Ache, Ache with that left-footed banger. 
But this was the, the shock. So RSL, they just defending. They gave up possession. They're just defending, trying they to hold on. They, they gave up possession. They gifted it so much. <laughs> and I'm so happy because justice prevailed at the end of the day. Houston <laughs> were the better team. I love the justice prevails. You know, it's <laughs> but, like, yeah, the, like the football and God sometimes can hurt you. But yeah. they said, you know what? <sighs> Give the better team the win. Houston continued to roll at home. All right. This was the nightcap. St. Louis City hosting SKC. Laser Woo. beams alert. Woo! Let me tell you, at least the fans showed up. What a goal. And Dembe with the blast and the equalizer from Tim Parker. You thought, okay, St. Louis, they're yeah, going to get back, back into in it. it. And then no. Sporting Kansas SKC State. were dropping bangers from, <laughs> from top of the box. Look at Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. Gotti Kinga, where have you been, my man? He's, he's been dealing with some injuries all season. And look at this golazo. Swish brothers. This was, so also, no Johnny Russell yeah. in the lineup. He was available on the bench for this one. Uh, but for Sporting Kansas City to show up, literally having played in, in as Ali mentioned, some must-win matches. And midweek, they looked gassed, Nico. They looked so yeah. tired. I was blown away by this performance from them. Uh, I, I think we all, all are. Yeah. And that's seven wins in their last ten matches. So Ali Charles Martin was right in terms of they, they've been in the playoff mode for a while now. The past 10 matches, yep. they've just been going at it. And we've always talked about the form that you go into the playoffs mm -hmm. with, this confidence, this belief. And shout out to Peter Vermees because he came on the show and now all of a sudden you could see that, yeah, he was confident when mm -hmm. he was on the show. And it's shown with the squad. Uh, I, you got to tip your cap to SKC and what they've been able to do towards the end of the season because we all know how they started this year. Yeah. And even mid-season, we said, mm, Not this enough. ain't it. Yeah, it didn't think like that. That poor start seemed insurmountable at the start of the season. But for them now to kind of have this momentum is, is pretty remarkable. I'm worried about St. Louis, though. As am I. Well, I said they were going all the way. <laughs> Thank God there was no betting on that bracket. But it is three, it, but it is, yeah. it is three matches. <laughs> it is three. Do you think, though, that a little bit of this is, I mean, this is their first season in Major League Soccer. They playoffs don't, is they, different. Plus, is now, different. this is the thing with St. Louis. The entire season, they played without any expectations, really. No one had them playing this well, so there was no pressure. And they delivered incredibly, and, and what they were able to accomplish in this first year was outstanding. Yeah. Now you go into playoffs with expectations. You have to meet and, and surpass those expectations. 100%. There's a different dynamic when you're playing with expectations, breathing down your back. That's a really good point. A really well, good point. The pressure's I also, back. Maybe, maybe that pressure to start the maybe, season maybe, off maybe and not embarrass themselves was the reason they started so hot. Pressure's back on. Maybe that's good but for them. Yeah, also, I, I want to give a, a massive shout-out to all the fans that showed up yeah. on a Sunday night, a 9 p.m. start time in – it was torrential rain mm -hmm. there as well, yeah. and that place was packed. So they we, have turned we got, out we got all season long. there for a game. It's, the atmosphere yeah, that, that stadium is awesome. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. We are going to chat some Premier League with Jeff Shreves when we return. Stick around, guys. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ain't nobody better than a legend in a prime. Ain't no need to wait because now is the time. Team no sleep, won't stop. We just go back against the road. We want all the smoke. So you better come with it. Welcome back. A full weekend of Premier League action. Here's a look at the results. Everton get the 1-0 win over West Ham. Liverpool 3-0 over Nottingham Forest. Uh, they split the points between Brighton and Fulham. Arsenal 5-0 against Sheffield United. Brentford beat Chelsea uh, at Stamford Bridge 2-0. Aston Villa 3-1 over Luton Town. A 2-2 draw between Wolves and Newcastle United. And in that Manchester derby, it was Manchester City beating Manchester United 3-0 at Old Trafford. For more on the Manchester Derby, let's bring in our good friend, Jeff Shrees. Jeff, did you have a better weekend than Manchester United? I hope you did. Not fit for purpose. Leaks everywhere. Trading on past glories. Really not good enough anymore. When will this finally crumble completely? Ooh. It's hard to know whether or not that Manchester United fans are talking about their team or the Old Trafford Stadium. Of course, that needs redeveloping as well. But right now, you have to say that Manchester City demolished their team on the pitch. It was so one-sided, despite what Eric Ten Hag said after the match. They absolutely swatted them aside. Jeff, a lot has been made of the ownership. But at the end of the day, you got a squad, you got players on the pitch, and they're underperforming. How much pressure is on Ten Hag now? He is under pressure, and he should be under pressure. But I think, I think it's slightly nuanced. I, I, I understand what you're saying about the ownership, but you can even analyse it a little bit closer. It's about leadership. There's no leadership off the field. It doesn't look like there's leadership in the actual dressing room itself from Ten Hag. You look at his signings, you know, they're not even making a starting lineup right now. It is the way he dealt with Harry Maguire or hasn't helped, dealt with Harry Maguire. Jaden Sancho affair. So there's very little leadership being shown there. And on the pitch, there's question marks about Bruno Fernandes as to whether or not he should be a captain. He's a very demonstrative person. Lots of showing his passion. But does he show it in the right way? There's lots of throwing up the hands. Lots of disappointment as well. But yeah, you're right. There's no question. Manchester United, under Eric Ten Hag, are not progressing as they should do. And his position is starting to be questioned. Because managers are always... Their futures always come down to two things, in my book. The results... And the signings. Results first, followed by the signings. And when the results aren't good and the signings aren't good, that is not a good sign. And right now, you'd have to say, in both balance checks, Eric Ten Hag does not have much credit. Jeff, you have uh, the luxury, the experience of having seen this Premier League from its offset. This loss against Manchester City is the 34th loss at Old Trafford since Sir Alex Ferguson has gone, which equals the amount of losses at Old Trafford during Sir Alex Ferguson's entire 26-year run, if I'm not mistaken, 26-year run. Just give me You're an correct. idea. Give me an idea, just a bird's-eye view of how different the feeling is in Old Trafford today versus what it was like during that run, because this is a completely different club now. I'd say it's like day and night. 
There isn't the fear factor there. Um, it, it, it shows really how much impact Alex Ferguson had at the club. And that may sound obvious, obviously, in terms of the results. That both spoke for themselves. But in terms of his control over the whole club and keeping everything together, showing, as we said just now, real leadership. It really is. It's like chalk and cheese. Manchester United are nothing like the force that they once were. They are, they are so poor at the moment. Eric Ten Hag says things are improving. He points to players coming back. But again, you've only got to look at their goal scoring. Never mind what they're conceding at the back. They've got their, their leading goal scorer is Scott McTominay. Out of all their forward players, they only have one, one goal between them. And that is from Marcus Rashford, who's in really not in great form right now. So they're not scoring. They're going in at the other end. And it, it's a really parlous state for the club. And the other thing as well, we talked about Eric Ten Hag and is his future in doubt. But who's going to make that decision? We don't know what's happening with the takeover. We don't know when Sir Jim Ratcliffe is coming in and having 25% of the club. We don't know what impact that will have. How will that impact on the signings? How will that impact in terms of the culture around the first team as well? It's, it's impossible not to look at the whole thing and say it is just a mess and it's a long, long way from what it was under Sir Alex Ferguson. Let's switch gears, talk about a team that does have a little bit of leadership in top of the table, Spurs. You talked about Spurs, about Son specifically, before the Friday game, right, Jeff? And they're smashing it. They're they're cruising forward. What's going right at Spurs, and is there something that you can point out, or is it more collective, do you think? If you're talking about compared to Manchester United, um, uh, it, it's also as well, it's amazing. We just talked about Manchester United. We didn't mention Manchester City and how terrific they were. And what it's all about is alignment. The fact that Manchester City, the, the owners, the chairman, the manager, the players... They all have the same vision. I think that's what's happening with Tottenham right now under Ange Postacoglu, is they are all aligned. They're all singing from the same hymn sheet. Obviously, they're a happy camp because they're top of the table and they're winning games of football. But they have that vital ingredient that they have all got each other's backs and they're all doing exactly what the coach wants them to do. And that's the difference between them. It's as simple as that. And that's why Spurs are a joy to watch right now. And also, you look, they haven't spent a lot of money. And he's come in and he's done it in an instant. Spurs were not in a great shape before he arrived. And he's turned around just like that. Fantastic stuff. Jeff, let's talk about another team that's, I think, surprising everyone. And, and that's Aston Villa. Mm. What? Can you talk about how much growth they've had under Unai Emery? And now they're starting to dream about the top four. I mean, the past three matches, I mean, winning 4-1 against West Ham, the 3-1 against Luton Town, and then the 4-1 winning against uh, Azat Alkmaar in the Europa League, it just seems like this Villa side is, is very dangerous and capable of a, a top finish this season. It's absolutely staggering in some ways when you think Unai Emery was a bit of a, he was treated as a bit of a figure of fun at Arsenal. And that was purely down to perhaps the way he, he spoke to the media. He always used to like to say good evening at the start of his interviews. And, and that was really, really unfair of him because an experienced coach and a very, very good coach at that. Now we're starting to see the fruits of his labour because he, he talks all the time about the connectivity between the team and the fans and what he's trying to build. And you can see that in his work there. They go about with very little fuss. He didn't spend a huge amount of money in the summer either. And the results are coming. And he also, the other thing about him, he's a humble person. 
He's very much, he never gets too high. He, you never see him really, really angry. Very, very rare. And he, he keeps things on an even keel. Plus, that there's also, with Aston Villa, there isn't the expectation to be in the top four. So if they can get anywhere near it, it would be a wonderful tonic for them and for their fans. But there's absolutely no pressure on them to do so. Jeff, great stuff as always. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. We'll catch up with you very soon. Look forward to it. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Um, we are checking in on some big results across Europe when we return. Stay with us, everyone. <laughs> 